God bless you and what a joy it is for me to join you on this Friday evening and continue our lesson about religion that works. I am blessed, I'm saved and sanctified and filled with God's precious Holy Ghost and that with the mighty burning fire. And I do speak in tongue as the Spirit give utterance. Listen, let us say a word of prayer and then we'll move right into our lesson. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that you have afforded me to come before your people and share this word. Help us, O oh God, help us, O oh God, to be what you would have us to be. Search our hearts and our minds, and O oh God, if you find anything that shouldn't be there, please, Lord, take it out, because we want to be saved and we want to be whole. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Listen, I want to call your attention to the eighth number of Psalm, and uh, it is entitled, How Majestic is your name. Uh, it reads, O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set the glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemy, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visited him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angel and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. That's the eighth number of Psalm. We were talking on last uh, uh, Wednesday, this past Wednesday, about a religion that works. And we began to talk about the things that were particular, the characteristics of that religion that works. And the Bible tells us, we left off uh, with that uh, verse, uh, and we were talking about um, in the fourth chapter of uh, James and the first through the third verse. And now I believe we had moved to the uh, 11th verse. And that 11th verse, it talks about brothers and sisters stop slandering uh, each other. In that uh, fourth chapter, it talks about stop slandering and, and those persons who are slandering and uh, uh, don't have the spirit of God. Uh, envy springs from a love for things and hatred of those who have them. Let me say that again. Envy springs from a love of things and a hatred for those who have them. Are you hearing me? Now, uh, a religion that works causes us to become involved. Look at, go to the first chapter of James and the 22nd verse, the first chapter of James, praise God, and the 22nd verse. I want to share something with you. Uh, that's 22nd verse, and we're going to move right on because that's where we started. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, 
deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man holding his face, his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious and, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Listen to the word of God. Pure religion, hallelujah, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and keep himself unspotted, hallelujah, from the world. Now, do what the word says. Do me a favor and type that on your screen. I know we're getting into this right away. Do what the word says. Hallelujah. Don't merely listen to it. Do what the word says. Because if you just listen to the word and don't do it, you're only fooling yourself. Hallelujah. And, and the Bible likens you to a person, watch this, who, 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 a person who looks at himself in a mirror studies his features, goes away from the mirror and then forget what he looks like. Something's wrong, my brother. The person who continues to study God's perfect laws that make people free and who remains committed to them will be blessed. People like that don't merely listen and forget. They actually do what the law of God says. If a person thinks that he is religious but cannot control his tongue, ah, look like I'm going to have to stretch out on that. Because there's a whole lot of saints that talk too much. You ought not to talk that much if you are a true saint. If, 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 if a person thinks that he is religious and cannot control his tongue, the Bible says he is fooling himself. Now, you know, it's one thing to fool somebody else, but when you tricking yourself, the Bible says that person's religion is worthless. And then the Bible goes on to tell us what pure, unstained religion is. It is to take care of the orphans and widows when they suffer and to remain uncorrupted by this world. To James, the, the, the author of this book, real religion lies in the practical involvement of a Christian in service to others. A religion that works, visits people in need, a religion that Works gives those persons in need provision. The person who needs comfort, those are the people that a re religious people should see after. Pra, hallelujah. A religion that works makes a person a participant rather than a spectator. 
Now, my brothers and sisters, the conduct of a religion that works, a religion that works, conduct itself in a proper manner. James says six things about the conduct of a religion that works. Go with me to the second chapter of this uh, book, James. And uh, I'm not, I don't have a, uh, enough time to go through it verbatim, word for word, but uh, it's in this uh, second chapter in the first 13 verses. I'm going, I'm going to paraphrase some of it so, uh, because I don't want to hold you that long in that scripture. He says, uh, but it tells us uh, as people of God to practice your faith in, 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 in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ by not favoring one over another. In other words, uh, we should not play favoritism. Uh, 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 we should not, oh God, pay, play, we should not play favoritism. That's, that's one of the things that that, that says uh, to us. And then it, it tells us if we treat people differently, and of course, we're not uh, uh, in favor of uh, discrimination of any kind, but if we do uh, uh, practice favoritism, that's what actually discrimination is. And it's, it, it's, it tells us to, uh, uh, that shows us that God uh, chose poor people mm, in the world to become rich in faith and to receive the kingdom that he promised to those who love him. You read this scripture in your spare time, the first 13 verses. And, and yet, uh, when you show favoritism, uh, when, you, when you do things like this, it's, uh, it's not a good thing. And, 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 and the Lord, the Lord does not want us to be that way. Now, if, 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 if you favor one person over another, the Bible tells us in these verses you're sinning. And this law convicts you of being disobedient. If someone obeys all of God's laws except one, that person is guilty of breaking all of them. You can say, I just got a little trouble there. Well, work on it. After all, the one who said never commit adultery is the same one who said never murder. If you do not commit adultery, but you murder, you become a person who disobeys God's law. Oh, old folk used to say, you got to eat the whole roll. Yeah, no mercy will be shown to those who show no mercy to other. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Snobbery is not a childhood disease. Snobbery, yeah. Neither is, the prob neither is it a problem uh, 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 you will outgrow. Adults as well as young people are plagued with this malady of snobbery. Mm, snobbery, S-N-O-B-B-E-R-Y. Put that on your screen. Snobbery. James asserts that a religion that works is impartial. Hallelujah. A religion that works maintains a balance between faith and works. In, in James 2, 14 through 26, uh, James is saying, practice what you profess. Hallelujah. What doth it profit, uh, uh, my brother, and though a man say he have faith and have not works? Can faith save him? 
If a brother, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and filled, and notwithstanding to give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? My brothers and sisters, put your faith into action. Hallelujah. Show some sign. Hallelujah. Show that you are genuinely concerned. In the same way, faith by itself is dead if it doesn't cause you to do any good thing. Another person might say, you have faith, but I do good things. Show me your faith apart from the good things you do. I will show you my faith by the good things I do. My brothers and sisters, you've got to, you've got to have the whole role as the old folks say. Now, uh, faith, true religion, controls the tongue. I hit on that uh, because uh, in, in chapter 3, and uh, I may have to come back to this because I'm short on time tonight, but in chapter 3, it talks about controlling the tongue, controlling the tongue. And uh, I'm going to have to come back and deal with that because we've got some more issues that we've got to examine if we're going to really be who God has called us to be. My brothers and sisters, I wanted to just come and share with you. I have another appointment tonight, but I wanted to be with you these few fleeting moments and to break this lesson up. And I'm coming back on this lesson uh, on, uh, in our next session because we've got to keep going. And so I want you uh, to do uh, what the Bible has said. I want you to be a doer of the word and God is going to bless you. Listen, I want you to sow into this fertile ground. I want you to sow a seed into this fertile ground. I know it was a real short lesson and I wanted to be with you for just these few fleeting moments, but uh, I want you to sow a seed. Just sow a seed, whatever God puts on your heart tonight. Uh, you can mail it in at Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church 19190 Schaefer Highway. Uh, that's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, 48235. Or you can give it PayPal. That's PayPal at geikojic.org. Or you can give on Givelify. And please go there to Givelify and search for Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church. Please look for our church logo. Or you can give in Cash App, dollar sign, Kojic uh, one or you can always give securely in our app, GEI app, or you can give by texting to give at 28950. Uh, write in GEI offer a space in the dollar amount, and then uh, you please press send, or uh, you can always come in and be a part of our service. I hope you'll join us this Sunday. It's going to be an exciting time, and I want God to bless you in a special way. So please be sure to come and be with us. I'm praying for you, you pray for me, and we're gonna watch God change things. God bless you, and dear Lord, we thank you for these seeds that are being sown into this fertile ground. Take these seeds and cause them to multiply, not only for the sake of ministry, but for the sake of our personal lives, and we'll be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Come on and say, here I go again, believing God. And now may the grace of God the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost. Rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. And we all said amen. God bless you, and I love you. 
with the love of the Lord.